The uh, music video we just saw reflects a song written by Lori McKenna. And I find the video, the lyrics, and the point not only be poignant and moving, but a wonderful reminder of something to all of us who strive to follow Jesus day in and day out. Just to, again, to remind us, here are just some excerpts from the lyrics. Visit Grandpa every chance that you can. It won't be wasted time. Hold the door. Say please. Say thank you. Don't steal. Don't cheat. Don't lie. Don't hold a chip on your shoulder. Bitterness keeps you from flying. I love you ain't no pickup line. Don't take life for granted. Always stay humble and kind. As I've been thinking about these lyrics and this song, I've been reflecting upon my own life, and I felt the Holy Spirit prompting me, saying some things very clear to me, saying, you know, Robert, you need to ramp it up. You need to take Jesus more seriously. You need to take his call more seriously, not just part of your life, but your entire life and your whole being in every relationship, especially now when so much in the world seems amiss. Our reading today is from the book of Acts, and it's one of the most important books of all of Scripture because it covers how the first Christians moved out of Israel and began to take the message of Jesus out into the world. The book of Acts begins with Jesus' ascension, moves to Pentecost when God's Holy Spirit filled the people with God's presence, details some of the earliest theological debates, gets into how the earliest Christians were persecuted, hunted down, and killed, and how Paul and others spread the news of Jesus' life, teachings, death on the cross, and resurrection. And we learn in our reading today that Jesus' followers were first called Christians in a city named Antioch, which today sits on the border of Turkey and Syria. The word Christian means belonging to Christ. Belonging to Christ. Let that phrase just kind of run around your mind and sit on your tongue for a moment, belonging to Christ. The word belong comes from root words, which means to go along with or to be the property of or to be a member of. And so I have to ask myself, given these definitions, do I really belong to Christ? Do I go along with Christ? Am I really the property of Christ? And these are really important questions, I believe, for each of us to ponder. And not only important, but fundamental, central, and key. Do I really belong to Christ? Richard Stearns, the CEO of World Vision, wrote an amazing book, The Hole in Our Gospel, What Does God Expect of Us? Here are just a few excerpts from his words and from words he quotes from others within his book. Richard writes, what is God asking for really from you and from me? Much more than church attendance, more than prayer too, more than belief, and even more than self-denial. You see, God asks us for everything. He requires a total life commitment from those who would be his followers. He goes on to write, when we commit ourselves to following Christ, we also commit to living our lives in such a way that a watching world would catch a glimpse of God's character, his love, justice, and mercy through our words, acts, and behavior. And finally, he quotes Mother Teresa. She wrote, 
I am a little pencil in the hand of God who is sending a love letter to the world. He writes, she had it right. We are not the authors, any of us. We are indeed just the pencils. And so again, I ask myself, do I really belong to Christ? Do I really belong to Christ? And do I see myself day in and day out as God's writing instrument, as God sends a love letter to the world? This week, I begin a sermon series, What is the Way When So Much Seems Amiss? So for a quick moment, let me dissect this. From where I sit, so much seems amiss in this valley, in our country, and in the world. And if we open our eyes, we each know this to be true. That said, in saying what I just said, I don't feel like I'm being particularly negative or pessimistic because if you have heard me speak about over and over and over again, There is also so much good that is happening everywhere, all the time, in the middle of what is bad. Yet there's a lot that is wrong, isn't there? A lot of what is happening in this valley, in this country, and in this world is the antithesis of Jesus. The antithesis of what Jesus said in Matthew 22, that the bottom line, that all of Scripture... The point of life is to love God and love people through moment-to-moment actions that we take. Much of what is happening is the antithesis of justice and mercy as described in both the Old and the New Testaments. Much of what is happening is the antithesis of just about everything Jesus taught in terms of how to approach life, other people, particularly those that drive us crazy and daily challenges. And when we open our eyes, it seems that many people are engaging in chastisement, hostile condemnation, degrading other people, tearing people down, self-centeredness, behaviors which hurt people, and ways of being that are an affront to everything in Scripture. And on top of this, tragically, many people have a correct negative view of Christians, because we are often known more for what we do not support, what we don't like, who we want to exclude, or who we are against, rather than love, joy, forgiveness, healing, hope, and behaviors that reflect the heart of Christ. But just to say it again, as you've heard me say many times before, In many ways, there's nothing new because the world has always been challenged. Things have always been tough through every generation. Just study history and you will see that this is true. And Christians and Jews have had a rough time with it all and have faced trials, persecution, suffering, and hardship since the beginning. Now, earlier I mentioned the city of Antioch where followers of Jesus were first called Christians, and they were in Antioch because they fled persecution in Israel. Remember, for example, what happened to Jesus' disciples. James was beheaded, Philip was crucified, the other James was stoned to death, Mark dragged to pieces, and Peter crucified upside down, just to mention a bit of what early persecution looked like. And yet what is vital for us to keep in mind is that in the midst of such persecution, in the midst of severe social and cultural challenges and heartache, in the midst of what was terribly wrong 2,000 years ago, and there was a lot that was wrong, 
Early Christians were known as people who followed something called the way. Listen to these verses from Acts. Chapter 9, which described Paul before his conversion. In Acts it reads, Meanwhile, Saul was uttering threats with every breath and was eager to kill the Lord's followers. So he went to the high priest. He requested letters to the synagogues in Damascus asking for their cooperation in the arrest of any followers of the way. He wanted to bring them, both men and women, back to Jerusalem in chains. Well, this tells us that despite everything, regardless of problems in the culture, despite persecution in the midst of what was terribly wrong, early followers of Jesus were called Christians who followed the way. And I believe in the midst of these times, these challenging times of 2018, in which there is much that is good and much which is so far off base, we too, as Christians, are called to be intentional about following the way. So what is the way? What might it look like and why is it important? Well, Jesus in John's gospel said something. Jesus said, I am the way. In other words, the way is Jesus. The more we follow Jesus, the more we invite Jesus to take over our lives, the more we allow ourselves to be Jesus' property in the sense of belonging to him, the more we accept becoming more and more like him, the more we are willing to be different from people around us, to act differently, and to stand out from how other people are behaving, the more we are following the way. And as I quoted Richard Stearns earlier, Jesus wants everything, all of us, not just parts of us, in particular settings with particular people. Every part of us, everything there is about us. And I believe we begin to move away from the way we begin to distance ourselves from the way. We begin to move away from Jesus whenever we let the practical, the political, the social, the cultural, and other such claims on our lives compete, replace, or too greatly inform who or what we are willing to be about in the world. It's not like we're supposed to have our business over here and following the way over here. It's not like we're supposed to have our political views over here and how we conduct ourselves in that arena and following the way over here. It's not like we're supposed to have our roles and responsibilities in the world over here and following the way over there. It's not like we're supposed to have our worldly engagement over here and following the way over there. It's not like we're supposed to have what we feel and how we respond to suffering and issues of mercy, which demand our mercy in our culture, over here and following the way over there. It's not like we're supposed to conduct ourselves in secular settings in this way and have following the way over here. Being a Christian, being people the way, is a complete and total call upon our lives. So as we think about this, and I find it very convicting because I know that I sometimes am not following the way. I need to be clear, though. No human being can follow the way perfectly. 
It's precisely why we need a Savior. It's precisely why we need the cross of Jesus. Despite our best efforts to follow the way fully, completely, and wholly, we will be imperfect. We will be flawed and sometimes very off track in doing so. Hence, the importance and centrality of humility. When we follow the way, humility and forgiveness must be part of the core of who we are way down deep. We are invited not to take ourselves too seriously because we take Jesus very seriously and his love, his forgiveness, and his way of treating people. So what is the way in a world in which so much seems amiss? Jesus is the way. And they become totally devoted followers in such a way that we are his very presence wherever we find ourselves and whomever we are with. Now next week, I'm going to continue with this. And I'm going to get into some more specific detail for how, as Christians following the way, we need to be present in the world. How it is we are to act and conduct ourselves following the way. But I want to conclude today with a very simple takeaway to think about in the days ahead. Just think about in the days ahead two words. Humble and kind. Always be humble and kind. Humility and kindness alone are enough to change so much of what is wrong out there. Humility and kindness. And those two things, I believe, are often enough to change what is amiss right in here. Humility and kindness will greatly help us follow the way to follow Jesus and to make a massive difference. Amen.